0: Hello. What is up, everyone? It is Bryson NFL here. We are back again after taking a little hiatus because, of course, nothing is going on. in this. There's moment. nothing happening. It's summertime. There's nothing going on. What were we doing at this time last year? Probably talking about, like, Dwayne Allen and stuff? Nah,
1: Kenny Britt. We were all Kenny on Kenny Britt.
0: Kenny Britt. We just went, back, went down memory lane with our, like, comeback players, who was going to be a good player list we had. Pretty crazy. Think we were about all in key. on
1: Penny Britt, man. <laughs> we
0: were. We were. It was sad. It was sad. <laughs> we, the state of the wide receiver core of 2018.
1: Hey, by the way, this year's... I'm not going to get into it, but this oh, year's receiver core... brother. This year's receiver core has a lower oh, floor. Goodness. A lower floor. Oh, I, don't I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone says. Last year they had Gronk and Hogan going into it, and now they have Matt Lacoste and, like, Sodor set. And if Nikhil Harry's not good, and if Josh Gordon doesn't come back, and if Demarius Thomas' Achilles is, like, fucked up, and he's not that good, and, ah, okay, I don't know. Okay, enough. But I'm enough. not going to stress about that. Enough. 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 We'll talk about the this time. later. Okay. It's not Alonzo, the time.
0: Alonzo, I think you came up with the idea and I think this is going to be the most epic thing that's ever happened to Patriots Twitter. I think now we, are, we have officially cemented ourselves on the top of Patriots Twitter. Now we can show everyone our talents in front of everyone here. We're going to do the top 32 Patriots games. Since 32. The, 32.
1: Since the, I'm since sorry. I'm sorry
0: to interrupt you. It's okay, Alonzo. Since the 2010s, 32 for D Mac. We've slandered D Mac a little bit last year. We're we're going we're back to giving the D Mac up. That yeah, was it was mainly year. okay. Okay,
1: whatever. Yeah. We also mainly. call it Hightower Diabetic.
0: Okay, we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is gonna be the most epic thing. We're gonna list our top 32 Patriots games since the 2010 season. It's absolutely the best thing that's gonna be on Twitter. You're welcome for listening to this. Alonzo and I are the best. We just love it.
1: None of what you said is wrong. You know what? It felt like the right time. It's been 90% of the decade. They've won three Super Bowls. They've made five. It just felt like the right time. They've had so many games. And you know what? There's nothing else going on. This has been an uneventful offseason. Oh, it's eventful right
0: now. It's eventful now. So We've, it's got, it We've event. got it popping. We've got it popping. I think we have, got, we have gotten people's eyes prepared for the Patriots football season. This is around the time football starts coming in. You start to get that vibe. It's a little warm in the air. It's kind of humid. It feels like sometimes you just want to go outside and pass the ball. It's cool in the evenings. Oh, man. I literally love it so much. I remember recording podcasts last year, drunk on Friday nights, picking the 53-man roster but this is going to this is going to be way better than this. It's going to be the best. And other fans will weep as we literally had to narrow down our list. There's 32, there could be 50, there could be 75, there could be 100. You will weep as Patriots fans own literally everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, bro, we we left out playoff wins. We fucking left out playoff wins. It's we left dirt. out
0: Chargers Patriots. Everyone remembers that game. We all remember that one.
1: Uh, yeah. Charges
0: Patriots regular season 2014-15. The Brandon Browner absolutely destroy someone game. It was, it was def- like a
1: Pats home game. It's an it honorable mention.
0: It's an honorable mention.
1: We'll do, we'll do honorable mentions at the end.
0: <laughs> okay. Are we ready to get into it? Is everyone ready? Alonzo just took a sip of his beer. That means he's ready as hell. All right, let's get into it. Number 32. 2012 AFC divisional Tom Brady was an absolute surgeon against the Texans fun fact I believe I was on a flight I watched the first quarter and then I had to get on a plane and I flew home I actually don't even remember I was but I remember being in the air and refreshing Twitter on the airplane thinking I was going to wreck the airplane landing I think in the third quarter I think the thing I remember most about this game is Gronk gets re-injured. It was absolutely sad. But the Patriots just shred up the Texans. And in my opinion, Alonzo, this is one of the most loaded Patriots teams, like, of all time. The 2012 team will be long forgotten. But this is a team that had Gronk Hernandez, Edelman, Welker, Woodhead, Vereen, Tom Brady in the peak of his power, Brandon Lloyd! Brandon Lloyd, this, this team was Stephen Ridley was, was a monster. The, and the defense wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't yeah. that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was opportunistic. But the offense was legendary. It was the stuff of legends.
1: The offense, the offense we're talking about on paper, just like each player at their peak was a monster. This was a really, really talented team. And it's a shame that Gronk got hurt. I and mean, really, it was the last year of Gronk Hernandez, but they played like one healthy game together. And that was week one. Hernandez got hurt week two. They played one healthy game together all season. And that game, they just destroyed the Titans. And this, this game 32 on the list, the divisional round was supposed to be that return of the duo. Right. And Instead, what, what do we get? We get Gronk hurt in the first quarter, and Vieira just gets completely sucked out of the stadium. And what I remember most about this game is, leading up to it, you had this buildup of, oh, the Patriots are playing a shitty opponent. They destroyed him on Monday night earlier in the year, which we'll get to later in the list. And, I mean, they always get these tomato cans. We, we still hear it when it comes to playoff time. Every single year, it's, oh, the tomato can's the tomato cans. Stupid fucking Dan Shaughnessy. And leading up to the game, all I kept thinking about was the 2010 divisional game they lost to the Jets, because it was the exact same circumstance where they had destroyed the Jets on Monday Night Football in a very hyped-up game. Everyone was picking the pats, and obviously the Jets came in, they pulled the upset, and I was, I was fucking 13 years old. I was so stressed. I thought, oh, my God, fucking Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez. Could this be Gary Kubiak and Matt Schaub? Oh, no. Gronk gets hurt. And then somehow they just destroy the Texans. They rip up the Texans. J.J. Watt does absolutely nothing, as he's prone to do against the Pats. And yeah, Brady throws one of the prettiest passes he's thrown in his career throws a little rainbow to Shane on the left sidelines. And I swear at that point, I said, like, I don't care. Gronk or no Gronk, we're going to no-huddle the Ravens to death, and we're just going to win the Super Bowl. I don't care. I don't care. Ray Lewis is going to have to cover Aaron Hernandez, two murderers covering each other. Little did I know then. And the Patriots are going to shred the Ravens. We're going to go win the Super Bowl. That's how I felt after this game. I felt unstoppable. Then, you know, they didn't, but... This game was pretty awesome.
0: I thought the same thing as you. I thought this was Jets 2.0. The Pats in the first game, they played the Texans. We're going to talk about it later. They were favored. Everyone, they weren't favored. Everyone was picking the Texans. They thought they were the best team in the NFL. They dismantled them. But then in this game, a lot of people did pick the Texans. Like it wasn't just, it wasn't just Pats cupcakes, I don't think. A lot of national media guys were still picking the Texans. They thought oh, they good Oh No,
1: but and... the local media, the local media was well, are... very, very of
0: course they were. Tomato vol- vol- yeah, that's, it was there's...
1: Shaughnessy. It was Shaughnessy. He had the fucking tomato cans <laughs> column, which he writes every single year. He's a piece of shit. And oh my god. No, it was the lead up to that game was tedious. And then I felt honestly, I felt like we were gonna lose the game. I felt like it was just history repeating itself. With the twenty twelve Texans being the twenty ten Jets. And then it wasn't, and it was unbelievable.
0: It it really was unbelievable. For a, like a span of a couple years, the Patriots just owned the Texans. I think that's what we came away from this game. It was just like the, the Patriots Well at this point it's it's twenty twelve.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. At
0: this point in history, it's twenty twelve. It's a team that was very up-and-coming, very good. They had a great roster, a really good roster. Like People were right, probably, to pick the Texans, but the Patriots just ended up having Tom Brady. It was great. The
1: Texans had Matt Just is- <laughs>
0: That's all you could say about it. It was awesome. All right, we're going to get on to number 31, Alonzo. I'm sure everyone remembers this game. 2011. Dolphins opener in Miami. We remember the Brady to Wilker 99-yard play. Tom Brady had 500-plus yards. And I think the thing, when I re re rewatch the game, something a lot of people missed, there was a punt return where young Julian Edelman, up and coming Julian Edelman, this little guy.
1: Long-haired. Long-haired
0: Edelman gets tackled on the sideline, says the F-bomb, it's still on there to this day. And Edelman's actually pretty known for Sammy F-bomb. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And once again, the team had a, just an absolutely imposing offensive game. Edelman, Welker again, Gronk, Hernandez, Woodhead. And the thing that stood out to me with this game is Gronk looked huge. Like Gronk was prime Gronk. He was. This is the biggest and most imposing skill player we've ever seen to hit the game, literally. Yeah. It was. That was the most incredible part. And the other thing I want to say about this game that I remember is everyone say Mac was good, and I remember wanting him in prison because Brandon Marshall took his lunch all game long, and they almost lost the game because of it.
1: Yeah, this this defense was completely fucking deplorable. Um, (laughs) People people might want to sugarcoat it. You got the Sports Talk Joe's of the world saying that, you know, Brady's never carried a defense to a – to a Super Bowl, anything anyway. that's complete bullshit. The 2011 Pats defense was an absolute joke. It was an absolute joke from week one on. They needed a Kyle Arrington interception to, you know, basically seal this game, which is indefensible, right? A quarterback throws for 500 plus yards. You should win the fucking football game. And somehow, the outcome at the end was still, yeah, not quite in doubt, but kind of in doubt, you know. And, Yeah, this was just Tom Brady coming out on national TV after a really just horrible playoff performance against the Jets, uh, the 2010 divisional round, and saying, you know what? We're still here. We're still fucking great. And we're going to be a fucking handful this year to deal with. And ultimately, we all know they were. And your point about Gronk is very well made. I can make the same point about Aaron Hernandez, and Woo, I absolutely guy. despise oh. Wes Welker. Look, I'm yes. going to be completely upfront. I despise Wes Welker. Despise him. Um, he was unbelievable in 2011. Besides Whoa. the Super Bowl drop, he was so good. And uh, yeah, he shit. He was really, really, really good. And that offense was impossible to deal with. And just. The only thing you really need to know about this game is that Matt Slater caught one pass for 46 yards.
0: For playing a game?
1: See. You don't see that, man. You don't see that. Matt <laughs> Slater caught a 46-yard bomb. Like oh, man. Every time you run that play, it's always overthrown. Jimmy overthrew him in 2016. It's always it's – it's bad. It never works. And this night, It worked.
0: 2011 was the year of the swear words for the secondary. So Arrington was a swear. Mac was a swear. Our good pal Fitzy put it put it well when he said this back then. All the members of the secondary were absolutely putrid. No one will tell me otherwise. Maybe the front seven wasn't so bad, but my goodness with the secondary, just absolutely awful. And sometimes they would, they would have a lot of takeaways like in this game where you'd think they were good, and every time they'd – it, the opposing quarterback was always elite it seemed like no matter what on third down he was getting the completion like no matter what it was r- absolutely ridiculous that's what i remember about this season i think the other thing that we want to say about this game is the reason why it's on the list tom brady f u tour in miami shredding it up proving oh, they can no, win no. there
1: yes yes they suck in miami right everyone says they suck in miami they can't win in miami he started the season off in miami It's a Monday night game. Everyone's hyped. All those fans, they get that little false hope. Oh, they might win the AFC East this year. It actually would have been the second time in three years for them. Because they won. No, wait. Second time in four years. Whatever. And no. 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 They came in. They said, no. We're still here. We're not done. They weren't. Epic Brady game
0: absolutely epic brady I, the thing i want to say is that we remember brady in the early 2010s he was he looked like a statue and i think it, i think that just like is from his white cleats with the white socks now he wears red cleats but the white cleats with the white socks really really fit him he just looked like you should just pin him up there as a statue in brazil somewhere with giselle no? is he still you should still do that. You should still do that, but back build, it just seemed like his feet were statues. just amazing. Like they, just, his feet always looked amazing. I don't know, just something I noticed when I rewatched this yeah, game. Are
1: you a Rex Ryan type, Tyson? Are you being uh, a Rex
0: Ryan
1: type? <laughs> <No comment. laughs> That's good. That was good.
0: That was good. <laughs> it was an amazing game. We love to see it, and uh, you hate to see the rest of their performance in Miami because this was an outlier. All right, let's go. Yeah. Number thirty. I think everyone definitely remembers this 2014 bears game. The Patriots Oof. are on the, they're, the Patriots are on a tour with Revis Island of incredible wide receiver and skill players. They had Brandon Browner matching up with Brandon Marshall. They had Revis on Alshon Jeffrey. They absolutely clamped them down. And it was, this was like the game where you saw, here's what the Patriots defense looks at. It's peak. And here's what the Patriots' offense looks at its peak because they just completely obliterated a great offensive team and the Patriots (laughs) obliterated a a decent Bears defense. Just absolutely obliterate them. They had the monsters of the midway. They called them with Marty Bennett. It did not matter. They came out there. They dominated. This might have been Gronk's best game ever.
1: This, well, it wasn't Gronk's best game ever. I I completely disagree. I think that was the Broncos AFC Championship game. that They lost, which we'll get to later. But this was Tom Brady's best game ever. Just from pure quarterback play, Tom Brady, I think we say the word surgical and surgeon and just cut him up. It doesn't even begin to do this game justice. I think Brady went 30 for 35 with – he had three touchdowns or five touchdowns, I think. Kronk had three touchdowns, and they just – I mean, they destroyed the Bears, and the Bears weren't bad. Like you said, they had talent pretty much everywhere except safety. I mean, they also isolated Shea McClellan on Gronk on a fade route, which went as well as you'd expect. And, I mean, Brandon LaFell looked like Calvin Johnson in this game. And Brady just he, he couldn't miss a throw. I think Edelman had two drops. He might have thrown one away. It was it was just completely flawless from Tom Brady and like you said this was the defense at their peak against a really really talented uh Bears offense i don't really care what anyone has to say about that matt forte caught over 100 passes that year
0: it was a great offense dude great great offense sick.
1: great skill players i mean
0: just, and the patriots just
1: they, they it didn't matter they obliterated them it was unbelievable and you know, one image that I'll always remember from this game is that Akeem Ayers, it might have been his first game with the Pats, following that trade, he had a sack. first a second. He had a sack, yes, he had a sack. He was still wearing number 52, if yep. I recall. He switched to 55 later. And the, <laughs> they didn't have Chandler Jones. And I was like, how are they going to do this without Chandler Jones? They had no depth on the edge. And that's when I realized, like, oh, maybe Chandler Jones, he's he, maybe he doesn't really matter that much. I kind of set the seed for that. And uh, that'll be relevant later. But yeah, just this was the 2014 team at absolute peak, locked in, laser focus capacity.
0: Not one team in NFL history was beaten that team that day. Not one. All right, Alonzo, next okay. one, number 29. This is this is so epic. This is so effing epic. Like I cannot believe our list number 29 is the Patriots destroying the Steelers in the open. I say destroying. The game was this game, game wasn't was close. as close as it wasn't as close as the score said. In my I, disagree. Opinion. No, I disagree. I disagree. Anyway, I want to set the stage for everyone. You all forgot this moment. I know you did. Let's think about it this way. It was the banner drop. You had the Patriots Hall of Fame red jacket wearings where it's coming out in their red jackets with the Lombardi. And they, ha- they had, like, a whole orchestra in the crowd. And it was, like, uh, just an epic performance. Then Kraft comes out. All I do is win. Chills, dude. Chills, my guy. All I do is and, win. Came out. Holy shit. It was an FU to the entire league after Deflay Gate. It was just – it might have been – it's a top this, five pitch moment for me. Bryson
1: – this game, I'll always remember it for three things. The first is Judge Richard Berman. Judge Jokes. Richard Berman, is man of justice, greatest judge in the history of judges,
0: man of justice. I should I mean Judge
1: Richard Berman? Just I can't say enough about him. He's up there. He's up there with Brady for me. Honestly, I love the man. Love the man with a passion. Uh, this is the Dave Portnoy game. Really just a breakout game for Barstool following them being thrown in prison for Deflategate. Just ridiculous. And he he humiliated, you know, he was all over Goodell the entire offseason. Fuck Goodell, fuck Goodell, fuck Goodell. Goodell was too much of a coward to show up for this game. People forget that. He, he, was. he was. He was a pussy. He was afraid to show up to Gillette Stadium for years after Deflategate. That man is a coward. And I remember it because the game was close. Like, it was 28-21. Josh Scobie missed two field goals. Josh Scobie, Steelers' new kicker, missed two field goals. That, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at math. That's 28-27 if he makes them. That's a close game. That goes down to the wire. At the same time, it might have felt not that competitive because the Steelers did not cover Gronk. They just <laughs> they didn't they, cover they decided, Gronk. What they were they decided doing? They decided not cover Gronk for the entire game, which was <laughs> an interesting strategy.
0: The first, the first or second drive of the game, the Patriots go, okay, you're not going to guard Gronk? Here. Well, okay, here he is. And the thing that a lot of people might, or might not remember, the Gronk seam route, the most unstoppable play in the history of football, and they actually stopped doing it because he just got hurt so often. So yeah. they pull out the Gronk seam route, He scores a touchdown when they absolutely aren't aren't even guarding him. Literally, not guarding him. Just an epic fail from a franchise that's supposed to be great and that the Patriots now own. Formerly proud,
1: formerly Formerly proud. proud.
0: This is the is this is this this, Alonzo is this the Malcolm Butler AB Pizza game? Remember that pizza commercial? It was it a pizza pizza commercial they had? uh, That was what kind of food was was it?
1: no, it was a pizza commercial, but that was the game—the Landry Jones game.
0: Got gotcha. you. The the
1: year after, yeah, week seven. That's not on the list. That was very forgettable. But this game was Malcolm Butler's first game as cornerback uh, one for the Patriots. Mm. And if you look at the box score, it
0: doesn't Antonio it doesn't Brown look too good? But
1: Antonio Brown had
0: nine catches
1: for 133 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> the <laughs> Patriots re- singled, the Patriots singled Malcolm Butler up on him the entire game. But I will say this, if you actually rewatch the game, it wasn't Antonio, bad, bad. Brown, Antonio Brown had like five catches on screen passes. Yeah. He had one where Malcolm Butler was on top of him and he just like pinned the ball to his helmet. This was apex Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was, I mean, he was just on another fucking level. I mean, Can we'll I... get to this game later in the list, which is Pat's Giants from later this season. But Butler did shut down it. Odell Beckham that year. And Antonio Brown was just on a completely different level. He was. Which says a lot. And one final thing for me on this game, Deion Lewis...
0: Which was his first game. First
1: game. The first play from scrimmage, I think, in this game. I didn't rewatch it, so I can't be 100% sure. I think it was a little hitch route to Deion Lewis, which... He just juked out his defender and gained like five extra yards. Mm -hmm. And now Michael says, or Chris Collinsworth says, Brady told us last night in our interview that this guy, Deion Lewis was going to be a cult hero in New England. And he, he was, he actually was. He was fucking incredible for three years.
0: It was, I I reached watch the game today. It was Deion Lewis that year was absolutely, absolutely insane. Go That's back and watch NFL. it. I don't care. Easily. Easily. And the other thing about this game that when you rewatch a game, you forget about. Remember Hightower, Jones, and Collins? They were at their tr- they were at their peak. They were all together. They're at their peak. Jones was in the running for defensive player of the year, like after eight games. Hightower was he awesome. He fell off Jamie, like he always did. Yes, of course. But Jamie Collins was awesome. It was this game was it, it was an incredible game. The Steelers were supposed to be great, and the Patriots just whipped it out on them. That's it.
1: You can say that, yeah.
0: <laughs> they they kind of whip it out a lot on teams. We're, yeah, that's a very they, common theme there. <laughs> they slap them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 28. Ooh, I love this game. I remember where I was at when this game happened. 2017, Texans come back. This is the Brady to Cooks game. This is, brave, this is the Brady. This is the Brady the Cooks coming out party, and like we mentioned earlier, the Patriots really had owned the Texans in previous years, like almost every year, virtually. Yeah. And this this game, it, it kind different. of felt like it felt different. It felt like the changing of the guard, like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson Jack, was
1: Deshaun Jackson. Jesus, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, Deshaun was incredible. Watson,
0: incredible. He was he was awesome. He ended up with two touchdowns, two interceptions but it felt like he was doing a whole lot more with no, absolutely no offensive line. This oh, is the. no. Brand- no. He,
1: he was doing more. He, like, he, the he was. The Patriots were all over him. They were all over him for, man, every third down they would get to the guy, and they'd have, like, three people just on top of him. And then next thing you know, he's scrambling for, like, a 13-yard game. The guy was incredible, incredible in this game.
0: I was scared. And then, yeah. I, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was scared for later. This is one of those games where like, man, I don't know if they can win this game. I hope they can pull it out, but dear God, please never let me see Deshaun Watson again this year.
1: Yes. I still feel that way about Deshaun Watson. I think it's
0: really fucking good. He scares the shit out of me. But the under- Go ahead.
1: I mean, this game, we remember it, and it's on the list because of the last two minutes. Like, yeah. that's really it. That's really it. This Brady
0: to Cooks, baby. Dime.
1: Brady to Cooks. Was it a catch? People... Yes, was
0: it, it a was. Yeah, it, it I don't know. I'm just saying, in, in, the, I, I, I say in was, the moment, I was like, I kind of feel like if that was me on the other side, I would be a little pissed.
1: Uh, well, yeah, because you're, you know, we all know. But <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. The Texans had the ball. Up 30 to 28, and the Patriots could not stop them for the entire football game. Like, they yes. just couldn't. They could not get a stop. They could not get a single, single stop. And it just felt like you said, like one of those games where, like, all right, if the Patriots lose, you know what? They kind of had it coming to them. They kind of deserve to lose this game, honestly. But when the Texans had the ball with round. Well, Four minutes left, they're creeping into field goal range, and the Patriots had to start using timeouts. You could kind of tell there are two doors. It'll either be the Pats, get the ball back around two minutes left, and they'll have the opportunity to go down and score a touchdown, or the Texans get a first down and they'll just go and they'll take three knees and win the game. And when the Patriots got the stop on third down that made him kick a field goal, the only thing I could think, and I remember going to my dad in the living room, we were watching again, game, I, I just said to him, hey, you know what, it's Tom Brady time. The rest of the game, the last 58 minutes where it felt like a changing of the guard, where it felt like Jadavian Clowney was the best player in football. Oh,
0: yes. Oh, like yes.
1: Like Russell Wilson crossed with Aaron Rodgers, crossed with Cam Newton. It, it didn't matter. For, we, we had the ball. There we're two minutes left and that's it. That's all that fucking mattered, and we had Tom Brady, and that's all that mattered at the end of the day, and that's why it's on the list, because you have Tom Brady, two minutes left, you need a touchdown, you're going to win the game. Unless Brandon Graham is on the other team, you're going to win the football game, and they did. They did, and it was incredible. I'm not even going to talk about Brandon Cooks, because I still dislike him strongly because of that Super Bowl, but Brandon Cooks had a very nice game. I will say that I'll
0: give it to him. He did have a good game. <laughs> the, when I watched rewatch this game, Gilmore was playing zone, had an interception. This was—I don't know if I ever remembers. This was like the four weeks span where everyone like if Stephon Gilmore everyone. If he showed up missing, no one would be mad except for us. I feel like I feel like we were one of the only ones who were like, "Let's give this guy time. We like him." Everyone else was like, "Cut Gilmore." Those were takes. If you remember those, were takes. <laughs> Those for sakes.
1: This bad. Takes from
0: stupid people.
1: <laughs> Very stupid people.
0: All right, Alonzo. 2013, number 27. 2013. Everyone's going to cry after this one. AFC mm-hmm. Championship game, loss at Denver. I, only, I think Alonzo put this on the list because I wanted to be on the list, not because he wanted to be on the list. I could see your point after. So I'll just go ahead while Alonzo just sips his beer. Tom Brady, skills players. Alonzo points out, Matt Slater, Matthew Mulligan, Hooman, Austin Colley, Dola had his groin torn off the bone, Aaron Dobson with a broken foot, Steve Gregory wore the dot for the defense. How were they in the AFC championship game?
1: Oh, no, Cubs- no, 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 no. You're forgetting, you're forgetting. I hyped up Silver Salinga. Oh, my
0: God. This team was
1: trash.
0: They had Joe Valano
1: playing significant snaps at defensive tackle. Chris Jones, white Chris Jones, not Chiefs Chris Jones, white Chris Jones, number 94, looked like the fucking Michelin man, was playing real snaps at three technique for us. And I swore that he was what like Aaron Donald. The Patriots sucked. And when Aqib D'Aleev got hurt, When Cowardly Little, number 83, the Concussed Dwarf, took him out. It was over. It was over. I was at that game. One of the saddest games I've ever been to. I had no chance from the beginning. Demarius Thomas was wide open the entire game. Peyton Antelope. the Nerd. Julius Thomas. Apex Demarius Thomas. Fucking Wes Walgarew was still good. Julius Thomas was a tough cover. And... And Demarius Thomas, like Decker, and they just they had so many weapons. And you look at the other side and Tom Brady's throwing to Edelman and like that's it. And then somehow, like that whole we're gonna get to more games in this season because this season was epic. They it set the foundation just like character-wise for what the team would be for the rest of the decade. They came back in so many games, and they had a couple drives late that they just kind of put together where I said. Is there, like, is there like a universe where they could win the game? And they were down 26-16, which was the final score of the game. And I said, like, well, if they get this onside kick and they score a touchdown and then they get another onside kick, they have a shot. That's where I was at with that team. I had so much belief, even mm-hmm. though the talent level was so poor and they obviously couldn't come through, but Bryson, your point for putting it on this list was that it was a wake-up call. The Broncos basically took their dicks out and they slapped the Pats with it. Mm -hmm. And the Pats after this said, you know, it would help if we had better players. So they went and they signed better players. And they won the Super Bowl.
0: Something great you said was setting the foundation. I'll just tell a little Bryson NFL story. So my group of basketball players in high school we weren't we weren't the best players but our coach always nice said much. our our coach always said that by our routine and our habits and our attitude that we set the foundation for the further generations after us because they were actually very successful so i played i trained with the underclassmen that actually went to went to states or won playoff games and we didn't do that stuff but we set the foundation by our actions and our leadership to change the program, setting the foundation. And that's exactly what the twenty three thirteen Patriots did. They won games when they should have never won games with players that were absolute trash. And literally in one year, one year, the very next year, they had Brandon Browner, Darrell Rivas, Brandon Russell. The team was completely the, Danny team, Amendola, the team. The Gronk. Te- yeah, the team went from one of the worst Patriots teams we've ever seen to the greatest, one of the greatest teams of all time.
1: It, yes, yes. And the funny thing is, all we mentioned there were three acquisitions. Yeah. And by the they way, Akib Talib, 2013 Akib Talib was really, really good. Yeah. Like he might have not been 2014 Revis, but he was like the next tier down. He was really, really, really good. The issue is that he got hurt, right? The 2013 Pats, Gerard Mayo blew his peck this year in 2013. And Hightower was the best. Hightower was not very good in 2013. Jamie Collins was a rookie in 2013. And then Hightower, I think he tore his Patella in um, 2014. And Hightower was good. And Jamie Collins was good. Like the difference was they actually had. Good players who developed. The, The players who were bad in 2013 either got healthy or developed into actually being what we would later know them to be. And they signed like a minor step up from Tlaib and Brandon Browner who was the attitude and toughness of the defense and Brandon LaFell who was just like better than Aaron Dobson and Gronk got healthy. That was the difference between those teams. Like that's the line which is really funny to think about because it was such a drastic change, but really you look at it and they were always close. They were like knocking at the door and knocking at the door. And they also signed Pat Chung, who I didn't even mention who was obviously crucial in 2014 and has been since, but they Alan just, branch. They hit. Alan branch. You're right. You're right. And Casillas and Ayers, and they just yep. hit on every single personnel transaction they made in 2014. They hit on every single one, even the fucking Logan Mankins trade. They somehow replaced them with Wendell and Connolly and Brian Stork, was in there. Like, it's just everything in 2014 went right. Whereas in 2013, everything went wrong, including, a, you know, their star tight end the, deciding to kill someone before the season started, which, you know, was unforeseen in that offseason planning. And. Yeah, it was a special year. It was 2013 was a special year in its own fucked up way, and it set the stage for a special next five years, which would been special in like a real, real way.
0: And something else that we might people might be missing. Then they followed that offseason, didn't they follow that offseason by they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, who absolutely yeah. sent, sent Brady on a tear because once the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo brady upped it a level he definitely did because of jimmy garoppolo i think that's i think i think we forget about that jimmy garoppolo was think, huge to the patriots success because he lit a fire under tom brady
1: yeah i think that's partially true i also think that brady went up a level from 2013 to 2014 because gronk got healthy and they signed brandon LaFell, and Amendola was healthy and he wasn't throwing the like Austin Collie and Who Man mm. and Ken Relp Tompkins and Dobson and Matt Mulligan. Like they actually got him real players in 2014. And I like I just don't think Brady's really had that much of a physical decline ever. And I think that's really the case in 2013 too. Twenty thirteen, he was just surrounded with a, a genuinely horrendous supporting cast. You could even go look back at the games that Gronk was active for in 2013. Brady was good. Brady had very good numbers in those games. Like the Lion in those years, the difference was Gronk, like, especially offensively. Right? The difference was just if you had a Gronk, you were going to be an elite offense. If you didn't, you were going to be bad with the way the team was built.
0: Correct. Man, it was just such a difference between between those two teams. All right, next one, number 26. I'm glad that you put this on the list because I love this game for reasons I'm not sure why. But this is the 2016 Jacoby Brissett Thursday Night Football Texans game. Brady suspended. The cowardly Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Edelman is the backup quarterback. We wonder if maybe he actually gets some snaps at quarterback. I wasn't, sure how, I wasn't sure how the Patriots were going to win this game. No one thought the Patriots were going to win this game. The Texans were a good team. I actually went all out for this game. I had food. It was like a huge – it was like a big event. I love th- Thursday night football, so it was like super memorable to me, just kicking the Texans' ass. And Blunt went off. Jamie Collins absolutely went off. Brock Osweiler was terrible. It was an excellent game. It was a big FU game to the NFL. We're the Patriots. Our roster is amazing. We're going to win it all this year. And yep. it's just a matter of the waiting game.
1: Yep. It's, I mean, they won 27 nothing. Jacoby Brissett, awesome the
0: quarterback. <laughs> Belichick 27-0. is still smiling for that game, bro. Belichick is- Belichick puts that in yeah. his obituary. Won a game, NFL game 21 0. With no, 27-0. 27-0 with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett had a...
1: Like, the Patriots had 103 passing yards in this game. Terrible. And they won 27 to nothing. It makes no sense. Jacoby Brissett was a third-round rookie. But, I mean, he had gotten basically no reps in training camp because they had to prepare Jimmy Garoppolo to start the first month of the season, and they had to prepare Brady for the rest of the season... So, you know, Jacoby was kind of on the outside looking in reps wise. Didn't quite know what he was doing in terms of running the offense. And you could tell because they came out in this game and they ran basically an entirely new offense for him. He ran like a naked bootleg in for a touchdown. Like Garrett Blunt absolutely destroyed the Texans, which was hilarious. Uh, He had the very iconic Minutemen just leaning with him, picture celebration which he kind of trademarked, but that in that game, it's just especially memorable to me because, man, you look on paper, they just had no business winning this game. The Texans were a playoff team this year, and the Patriots beat them with their third-string quarterback who straight up did not know the offense. Gronk, even, even Gronk, Gronk played. This was Gronk's first game of the season. He barely played. He had like a bad hamstring. It wasn't like he was – like Brissette was surrounded by, you know, the 20, uh, 2007 Patriots in terms of weapons here. He wasn't – even like the offensive line, it was just kind of coming into itself. Joe Tooney was a rookie, and Shaq Mason had broken his hand earlier. It, it just made it – they shouldn't have won – on paper, they, they they shouldn't have won this game. And then they they didn't just win it. They destroyed the Texans. They humiliated the Texans. And I'm very glad you brought up Jamie Collins because Jamie Collins in this game was, it it was just something else. He had 14 total tackles and an interception. He was, my God, this was just peak, peak Jamie Collins after Greg Bedard had ripped him for his performance the first two weeks of the season. Then obviously he gets traded five weeks later, but we'll forget about that. This was the Jamie Collins we remember. The freak, the guy that's just all over the field. Looks like Brian's fucking a just he wears 91. And, ah, What a player. What a game. What a play. Just, wow. Even Malcolm Butler dropped an interception on a pick route on like a fourth and one that looked exactly like the Seahawks, you know, game winner. And I even remember the game for that. It's just a special kind of weird game. I loved
0: it. I loved it. It was a huge game. It was an absolutely huge game. So huge. As Donald Trump would say. So huge. <laughs> Biggest game of all time. Huge. All right. Number 25. Everyone's gonna love this. I love this game. It's hard to believe it's number 25. Number twenty it's 2016 opener, Patriots at Cardinals. Jimmy G's first start. If we remember, wasn't he awful in training camp? He was awful in the preseason. Everyone is roasting Jimmy G. No, no. Nah. Yeah, he was. he was. Yes, he was. He wasn't good. No, people wrote people up nice. multiple multiple Yes, people people wrote articles in training camp about oh Jimmy's this and he's not good and blah blah. People were writing that. He wasn't like yeah, lit, the lighting ben training camp. Of the world. He wasn't lighting training camp up at the same time, though. This he wasn't One night he wasn't lighting
1: it up. No, he He wasn't great. You're right, you're right. Was... You're right, you're right,
0: you're right. But this was the what is this the beginning of something game. Jimmy G was getting started was starting because of Brady's suspension. And people were legit wondering, "Man, if Jimmy G balls out in these first four games, what do we do?" People were saying this. Yeah. And yeah. and it was for me, this game is awesome because it was ex- actually so exciting to see another quarterback lead the team, and Chris Hogan had crazy eyes you remember Chris yeah, Hogan's crazy eyes? It he was did. awesome. I, I fell in love with Chris Hogan on this night. He had crazy eyes. I remember tweeting about it. You fell out day. of love
1: pretty
0: quick. Uh, yeah, well, no, it was a couple of years. We, we had some yeah, Rocky yeah, ones he here and there. Yeah, Chris, yeah, Ho- Chris Hogan had crazy eyes. Martellus Bennett was on the team, and he sunned. This was the Chandler Jones revenge game that never happened because Martellus Bennett just sunned just him. Just
1: sunned him. sunned him. Incredible. Yeah. This game, I kind of, we, we might have miscommunicated. I, I kind of combined this game with the Dolphins game because it was just the Jimmy G game and a half. Because it, for, for the Cardinals game specifically, I remember it for a very different reason. Like right before the game, I remember I was picking games against the spread, just, you know, fun. And the Patriots were 10 and a half point dogs. And the Cardinals the year before had been really, really, really good. They were a great, great team. And then right, you know, I think the Friday before the game, you get the news like, oh, Gronk's not going to play. You just think like, okay, so you have Jimmy G, who, you like you said, didn't light it up in the preseason. He's throwing the Julian Edelman, who's coming off a broken foot, and Chris Hogan, who we've never seen in a big role, and Malcolm Mitchell, who missed the entire preseason after it looked like he had broken his elbow, and Danny Amendola, who didn't practice for the entire offseason, and Martellus Bennett, who's in his first year in the system. Like, who the hell is – you know, Deion Lewis wasn't active yet. James White hadn't lit the world on fire in 2015. Like he's just Jimmy G in the throat of DJ Foster. Like what's happening here? And then suddenly just everything broke. Right. Malcolm Mitchell was great. Amendola was clutch on third down. Chris Hogan had a nice long touchdown. Edelman looked like Edelman. Marty Bennett son, of Chandler Jones and LeGarrette Blount was a beast. And it was like, okay, yeah, these are the Patriots and Jimmy G's good. Jimmy G had just an absurdly clutch drive, which if I remember killed off like half the clock in the fourth quarter and kind of set the Cardinals up for their own game-winning try, which they couldn't get at the end of the day. And it was just, it felt like we had something special in Jimmy. And then obviously the Miami game the next week for the first half, I think Jimmy threw like, what was it? Three or four touchdowns. And at that point you're kind of saying like, wow, are we really going to move off Jimmy? Really? Like, this guy looks like he could be the answer for 15 years. Ooh. Then he falls on his collarbone. And he's coward. a coward. And he coward. Coward. And coward. 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 Absolute <laughs> coward. And uh, he's in San Francisco now. God bless him. Good luck.
0: I just want to say at halftime of the Dolphins game, my buddy who also likes watching the Patriots called me and was like, What's going on right now? Jimmy G is absolutely throttling the Dolphins. This usually never happens. I think they were, were not they playing in Miami? No, no, that was in New England. No, they were in New England. But they were throttling Miami. Yep. And it was like, oh my goodness. September. It never September's it near does it doesn't, always. Yes. And so af, after these couple games, Belichick got legit questions of what's going to happen when Brady comes back? You know, Jimmy's tearing it up. But Jimmy gets hurt at halftime. What if Jimmy never gets hurt at halftime and he just keeps tearing it up? What happens? I know. I know. It's I crazy. don't know. I don't it's know. Crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I would like to think that Belichick stays with Brady. But what if what if Jimmy just goes on this crazy run? What if
1: he goes 4-0? And what if Jimmy goes
0: 4-0? He goes 4-0 and Belichick is sitting there. I've, I've been here before. I've been here before. I've been yeah, in this exact it's situation. Different. It's different, but I've been in this situation before. It's that time to move well. on to the old dog. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. If you Think yeah. think about how much, how much stuff changed in NFL history because Jimmy G couldn't come back because he hurt his AC joint. Can we think about that? Jimmy G might be the Patriots' starting quarterback. He might not be on the 49ers. Someone else, he might have went 4-0, and someone else might have... Gave the Patriots four first-round picks or whatever to get Jimmy G on their team. NFL history changed yeah. because Jimmy G broke his or I don't know. He didn't break his collarbone, but he hurt his AC. He, joint.
1: he hurt his he hurt his AC joint. The poor little guy. He hurt his yeah. AC.
0: Joint. Yeah, whatever. A little
1: flowery Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, look. He if Jimmy G doesn't get hurt, they definitely go four zero. Right? They beat the Texans. They beat they the Dolphins. They definitely beat the Bills. Who, I mean, they were a Brandon Bolden drop away from like really being in that game, and they kind of moved the ball. It was a really weird game that week four game against the Bills, and, and if Jimmy plays, they win that. And at that point, they're four and zero. They lost one game the rest of the season, which I don't know. Is it like did uh, they I... go fifteen and one and then eighteen and one, just like on the good side? It's a weird what-if, and they definitely get more for Jimmy. And it's just weird to think about. But, yeah, for, for a game and a half, it felt like magic with that guy under center, honestly.
0: I felt dirty rooting for him. I'm not going to lie to you. I did, too. I did too. <laughs> it was like, man, my girlfriend's not going to be happy when she finds out that I've been staring at this really hot chick from afar.
1: Yeah. Oh, she was hot. It was, so, uh, it was
0: not fun. Just I'm so, I apologize, Tom Brady. I'm already sorry. I'm already sorry. I've been sorry. All right, Alonzo, 24. I was at this game. AFC Divisional game, playoff game, Chiefs 2015. You weren't, here, I, you weren't here, I don't believe, but there was a girl in front of me with a Chandler stoned. She duct taped her jersey. And it said, it said stoned on the end instead of Jones. Because this was the game after Chandler Jones showed up high and naked at a police station. Can you believe... Can, just think about, for now, from the Chiefs then. Alex Smith was quarterback. Tyreek Hill wasn't there. Travis Kelsey was there. The team was completely different. They had bum wide receivers. And I, I'm going to say it once again. I was here. The game didn't feel that close to me. Gronk owned prime Eric Berry. Tom Brady had a run where he got hit pretty hard, I think I remember, and they called it back. Edel- this was Edelman's return. I think you're going to talk about that more, but this was, this was definitely an interesting game. I th- always thought this team was going to win it all. This team, The Chiefs were a good team. The Patriots were an awesome team. Edelman was back. This was a wild game.
1: This, for me... Is the Julian Edelman return game, yes. I put it up here, I put it at 24 because Julian Edelman has been the heart and soul of the 2010 Patriots. Better than Walker, that's not even, I mean, that's disgraceful that people still have the discussion. It's disgraceful. Walker's an unclutched <laughs> dwarf and he's extremely ugly, and Edelman is very handsome. And He, no, it's just disgraceful that people even mention him in the same breath anymore. I mean. Edelman broke his foot this year. When they broke his foot, he, they were 10
0: and 0. <laughs> they were people foot. forget how stupid the fucking 2015 Patriots the were. 2015. They were the absolutely loaded. Patriots
1: were, they were, were loaded. I mean, they it's one our, of Alonso. It's our, the best team. It's the best, best Patriots, Patriots team of the decade. The, Yes. Arguably the best
0: Patriots, team, healthy, of the it's the best entire, Patriots team of the decade. entire decade. This is the best one.
1: Yes. At their yes. peak, they're the best. Fully. Fully. 100%. I mean, Edelman, at this year, he, he was on pace for 120 receptions, and he wasn't playing the slot full-time. It was ridiculous. Deion Lewis was the best running back the Patriots had, had since Corey Dillon, and... Gronk was just Gronk at his apex and then everyone gets hurt and then somehow they make it to this game and every single player on the roster is listed as questionable. That includes Edelman with his broken fucking foot. And they just somehow, I mean, bro, Edelman, Edelman comes back and they'd gone two and four without him and it looked completely different and he's back and Everything was fine. The first drive of the game, they just marched down. Touchdown. Automatic. Edelman had like three catches. I was like, oh, he's back. Patrick back. This guy's the difference.
0: And I just want to say, the Chiefs were like scary. The Chiefs have always been scary. They might have been like bad skill players, but they were still extremely scary because of Andy Reid, Alex Smith. just an overall insane game. So number 23. Oh, boy. We're starting to get into the part of the list I just absolutely love more than anything. Tom Brady's 2016 return at the Browns. Dad is back. That's the headline. Dad's back. I remember from this game specifically, New England Drew, our boy, shout out to New England Drew, made a video with Tom Brady with the music Back from the Dead. I remember getting hyped to it. The whole week felt like an entire event. Like, Tom Brady is back. It felt like a holiday. It was... I can't even describe it. Tom Brady was back. He came back, and he was better than ever. Like, he was the best version of Tom Brady we've ever seen. People wonder, you know, what's Tom Brady going to look like after a four-game suspension? Jimmy looked good. But then Tom Brady came back and just went off. And from then on out, I thought the league's fucked because Tom Brady looks like the best Tom Brady's ever been.
1: Yeah, Marty, Marty got hurt in this game. He scored three touchdowns. He went off. People forget that first drive of the game was the first time that Gronk had been healthy all year. And we were so hyped for the Marty-Gronk pairing. The whole offseason we're talking about it, is it's going to be better than Gronk Hernandez, which is absurd. But <laughs> we did talk ourselves into it. Is something that'd be better than that. And because these two guys could block and they were legit dual threats, whereas Hernandez was he was really kind of a bigger receiver and special in his own way. But Marty gets hurt, first drive of the game, and I just think like, wow, really? I had 2015 just obviously fresh in my mind, Uh, literally just happened. And I thought, man, we're really never going to see this team at full capacity. This is absurd, right? And it didn't matter. They had. It was like they were like eight minutes left in the third quarter, and the Pats had dropped thirty-three points already. And it didn't even look like they cared. Chris Hogan caught like two bombs down each sideline, and I swear he was white, Deshaun Jackson for that game. It was incredible. The guy Brady was making everyone just look incredible, man. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: Great game. He was awesome, Alonzo. I think you're actually going to... Are you going to introduce this number 22 game? While I get outside PP? Can you Bryson, do it for what us?
1: What the fuck, man?
0: Can you do it for us? Bryson, I mean... You're- alonzo oh, we're too proud proser- to make
1: this good i'm trying to make this good e- everyone,
0: to everyone everyone listen this is doing the same thing I, had to ch- I just
1: had to fuck change rooms i had to change rooms just now so i'm kind of off my game but
0: alonzo um, you- you've been great this-, this has been great I know, let's go I know. this has
1: been great this has been great go take a leak. 22 texans monday night football Texans come into this game. they're wearing Letterman's jackets, and it's one of the most ridiculous things I see Bryson uh, I see Bryson 's dick. It's funny. Um, you know, I'll laugh at that. Um, Texans are wearing Letterman's jackets coming in this game, and they they looked honestly like the best team in the NFL. People were picking them to win. This was a changing of the guard. this was um, old versus new, whatever were all the cliches and it was very reminiscent, in a way, to a game we'll get to later in the list, which was the 2010 Jets game, where everyone just you know they wanted the old guard to be dead. They wanted something new. They wanted fresh blood, and the Patriots came out and they completely cockslapped the Texans. Sorry, no other way to put it. I mean, Brandon Lloyd, who had kind of been dormant for a few games, he just fucking came alive out of nowhere. Um, They needed it because Bronk Bronk had been hurt. You had Aaron Hernandez being awesome and doing the make it rain dance, um, which was obviously also great. The Patriots brought in Dante Stallworth, I think, only for this game, and they threw one pass to him. It went for like 65 yards and a touchdown, and the guy broke his ankle before he got into the end zone. And it was the only pass he caught, I'm pretty sure, all game and definitely all season after that. And it was special. You know the meme we always throw around on Pat's Twitter, the, um, the you want, you're want trying to get this love, support, and affection in Pipe. Fun yeah. fact, that comes from this game.
0: Ooh.
1: No, it's the Patriots, it started, it started a tradition of the Patriots absolutely – A, annihilating the Texans, and B, J.J. Watt being completely useless in games against the Patriots. Just Patriots right tackles owning J.J. Watt, which uh, still, it lives on to the day incredibly. And, uh, yeah, the Patriots took their fucking souls.
0: Oh, boy. I remember the hype up to this game. As I was talking about earlier to you before this, this was the first year where I experienced Patriots football in college so I got to I got to sleep in actually I didn't have to wake up from school so I got to watch Stephen A and Skip so I remember the whole week watching every single first take show every single sports show and being like man this game's huge a lot of people think the Texans are the best team in the league and the Patriots walked in there and they just snatched their souls I literally my lock screen was Aaron Hernandez doing the money thing where he's doing the money celebration. That was my lock screen. (laughs) I'm not proud of it now, but yeah, they shook their souls. It was a huge game. They destroyed them. Unbelievable. Just an unbelievable performance. I thought this would be a close game, and they just absolutely annihilated them. It was not close. One of my favorite games of all time. I just remember the picture of J.J. Watt and the Letterman. What a clown Oof. show you are. What a clown show you are, bro. You think you're a champion? Tony you think fuck. Tom Brady would ever do the that? Tom fuck. Brady would never the do that. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That was sad. Yeah. So so sad. So so sad. Yeah. Oh Alonzo. Number twenty one. My this is oh, one my boy. oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh baby. Now now that we can look back on it, twenty eighteen is probably one of my favorite seasons. It's getting up there at 2014, fuck
1: 15. That, Bryson, Bryson, you fucking hated this team all season.
0: No. Just no you hate, you Everyone
1: who wasn't but the moments Josh were, Gordon, you hated them.
0: But the moments were... We had so much fun during the season, though.
1: You had fun with Josh Gordon. You did.
0: <laughs> okay. 2018, yeah. Colts. Thursday night football. As everyone knows, I love Thursday night football. It's Edelman's return. Pedelman's return. The offense Edelman. was back. Josh Gordon... Brady was just – Brady was shredding. Brady was not looking to the second option. As soon as someone was open, boom, Brady's fast on the ball. Brady threw his 500th touchdown to Josh Gordon on a play that now looking back was one of the sickest Brady's throws he's ever had in his entire career, in my opinion. Disagree. He yes, just threw it was. It up for Josh Gordon. No, he, he did not. Look at watch the watch the ball again. I promise I you. Did, he, I did. I did I, I did. I did. I've watched it. I've watched it, it over and amazing. over and
1: over again. It
0: Believe was amazing. Me. It was amazing. Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon just right put there. himself under the ball because five Josh years. is
1: fucking five incredible.
0: Years. Alonzo, this game, this game was five years coming. We wanted Josh yes. Gordon on the Patriots for five years. And there he was. He was catching Tom Brady's five hundredth pass. I don't know what to do with myself right now. It's Josh Gordon on the Patriots after the poverty first month they had with Philip Dorsett as wide receiver two, Chris Hogan as wide receiver one. It's Uh, Edelman back. It's Josh Gordon back. Edelman was awesome. It's a signature road win. Actually, we didn't talk about it then.
1: It was not. It was at home.
0: Oh, okay. It was. I thought it was. (laughs) See, I could have swore it was at Lucas Oil Stadium, but it 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 was a signature win. Regardless, signature win. It was amazing. They, they were able to stop the Colts on defense. Andrew Luck was kind of decent. It was a fun game. My goodness, was this game amazing. I remember the days after were amazing. Was this the week before the Kansas City game?
1: The week before the Chiefs game, yeah. It, right. For me, I'll remember it as, I think my second day at Northwestern was, uh, it might have been the third day, was the Pats-Lions Sunday night football. Mm. which I watched like half of it at some fucking drugs and alcohol training that we were supposed to do. I just watched it on my phone. And then I watched the other half of my dorm room and I went out and I got absolutely hammered. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, shit, this team might suck. Right? Like Josh Gordon better be great. Julian Edelman better had still be Julian Edelman because right now Chris Hogan is terrible. Gronk, Definitely looks different. They just lost Jawan Bentley for the season. Sony Michelle hasn't shown jack shit. Rex Burkhead's put on IR. Um, Hightower looks slow. The whole defense outside of Gilmore and Bentley, who had just been lost for the year again, looked like shit. Uh, Flowers and Chung hadn't even played after they got hurt against the Jags. and I just thought, uh, man, this team just might not be that good. Then, obviously, they beat the Dolphins. And at the same time, you could chalk that up to like, all right, Ryan Tannehill sucks at Foxborough, always has. The Dolphins probably not that good. Who do you think is going to win? The one and two Patriots or the three and and0 Dolphins? Like honestly, come on. You could just chalk it up to something like that. But Julian Edelman hadn't come back yet. That was the game against the Dolphins was Josh Gordon's first game and really we hadn't seen the team close to full capacity yet. And this game, it kind of felt like we were gonna see it, right? Gordon at that time we didn't think he'd ever be a full-time player, not with just considering that he hadn't had a full off season in the program. This game for me kind of it confirmed that Edelman was the same. And it showed me like, okay, Josh Gordon could be a lot more than what we like, sold the trade to be, which was just like a, a niche type player. Like, no, this dude, this dude might actually start and play a giant role, which he did. And the Patriots scored 38 points in this game. It should have been 55. Yes. It really should have been. Like, Hogan dropped an interception right into a Cole player's hands and ditto for, um, for Gronk. This game should not have been as close as it was. Uh, Pat Chung did the Karate Kid celebration. I think it was in yes. It which was hilarious. Hey,
0: I have a good nugget. Can I say my good nugget?
1: Please say it. I saw Bryson I, social aid on Twitter talking to Harmon about it.
0: So I, I asked Deron Harman. I asked him, was this planned or no? Because you, you would think that it was not planned, knowing the Patriots. Bill? I, I mean, that's just what I assumed, and he said no. It was it was actually planned. We planned the celebration the whole entire time, and I said, "Well, this there's no way this is all Chung's idea. Like he's not that smart. Like this has to be all you." And he's like, "Nah, it was Chung's idea. He's a funny guy." Oh, Chung's, awesome. is. Chung's, Chung's hilarious.
1: Chung's he's the man. Chung's he's also man. an elite drunk poster, by the way.
0: Elite.
1: Elite. When when drunk when Chung is drunk, he's he's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. We love Patrick Trunk.
0: We do love Patrick Trunk so much. All right, Alonzo, this was our 32 through 21. Going to release this one, three segments. This is the part one of three. This That was so fun to talk about. I cannot wait to talk about part two and three. Yeah. Everyone stick around because Alonzo, Alonzo is going to put together a nice thread, and you can read it as you listen to this podcast and sit down, have a six pack like Alonzo and I just did and listen, listen to us talk and take us down memory lane with the Patriots here, because we're coming up on some of my favorite Patriots games ever, 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 ever. Ever. I love love you all. I love you all.